the concern and the focus for a specific topic grows in the absence of discussion. And what I'm going to be talking about in this episode needs to be discussed. So, emotion is our biggest enemy, but not in the way that you think. Emotion itself is our biggest enemy for a number of reasons. One of them is in fact because we react emotionally as humans, but I'm not going to be discussing that kind of emotion today. What I will be discussing is a handful of topics and realities that slide right under our noses for probably the majority of the time. Now, I want to explain the difference between events that happen right in front of us and events that happen right in front of us, but in a more subtle and vastly different kind of way. And I might be using a lot of examples here, so just bear with me. Now, we tend to assume that the guy who put a knife to our throats while we're walking on the street and, you know, stole our wallet is a more fearful event than the rich billionaire who is, you know, planning his takeover of abolishing an industry and economically destroying people's pensions as a result. And you really have to think, which one is actually more worse? And this is because we tend to gravitate towards more immediate emotion, which isn't always the correct thing to do. And even though it's probably the, you know, the right thing to do in that moment, we then go on to focus on events like that rather than you know, the massive social, economic, and you know, societal implications that hit us much harder. But because it's not right in front of us in an immediate moment, or it's not observable to us, we, we kind of see it differently, and therefore we respond much less ag- aggressively, which is what allows the wrong people to conduct horrific events, which concurrently happen. And so... By the time we complain about it, it's far too late, and to be able to reverse that type of impact is damn near impossible. But this is where communication comes in. Communication should be as free and it should be as transparent as possible, and it should happen almost immediately when an event unfolds right in front of us. We should not allow an event to pass us by and then discuss it afterwards, because the value of that discussion will be greatly diminished if we talk about it later down the road. Because something I like to think about often is the fact that discussion and conversation are only as important relative to when the event or occurrence that you're talking about has taken place. And what I mean by that is when you get into, let's just say you get into a car crash, the person you collided with is going to get out of their car and you're going to get out of your car and you're both going to discuss what happened in the in that moment, assuming you know you don't punch each other out, right? <laughs> But you're both going to be, you know, keep communing, uh, communicating about it until the issue is resolved. I mean, you don't get into a car accident and then you both say to each other, oh, well, you know, I'm a little busy right now, so I'll call you in a few days to discuss this. No. So why should it be any different for events on a much larger scale? Because that's what's happening right now. These large-scale events are literally like massive car crashes that we, we only tend to discuss with other people when we deem it, you know convenient. And that's not right. So why is it that we only communicate and talk about these things in a lot of cases when they're already over and done with and we complain about it, but we can't do anything about it because it's already done and, and you know, went over our, our flew over our heads and it's over. I mean, here's the thing. Why this bothers me is because it's not like there's a lack of tools that prevent us from finding most things out almost instantly. I mean, this isn't, you know, 50 years ago, like we have the internet now. 
we have social media, and we have many, many platforms that allow us to discover things on a time frame much shorter than ever before. Like, you know, it's so it can't be that. And that shouldn't be the problem. At least it doesn't seem like it's the problem. And I'd also like to point out that the thing about open communication is that you're going to have a small percentage of you know, people communicating within a forum that are deplorable and they talk about doing just terrible things. But, but here's the problem. And this applies in a lot of different aspects of life. Censoring those particular people or the comments that these deplorable people make is far more dangerous than letting those comments stay where they are. Because not only will it prop these people up with more emotion to rebel against them from being censored, but it also limits free speech. And although some of the most dreadful things can be said in an open forum or a discussion, some of the most positive comments have come out of responses to, you know, evil and berating statements. And I cannot stress that enough, but it's kind of like, you know, the yin and the yang of the world. You don't know at times how good you can be until you see how evil someone else can be. And it's true. Because you're essentially saying, okay, if this guy can be this bad, then I can be this good. And in some cases, I can be good or do good in ways that I never thought of before. Because you witnessed that evil. And you might wonder where emotion plays in all of this too, right? Well, if you notice, I threw in the idea about a minute ago where I mentioned that the people who are censored are only going to rebel. And here's the thing. What's part of the notion or act of rebellion? Emotion is a part of it. It's probably the biggest part of it. And so this is how we become monsters within ourselves and unintentionally promote ourselves to be monsters towards others. But the problem is that sometimes we are so angry that we don't even tend to notice how dreadful and evil we can be to people or how, we, how dreadful and evil we can present ourselves to others too because emotion takes us over. Now, you might think that I'm tending to jump all over the place in this discussion with you here, but... As a matter of fact, the concept of communication and emotion are entirely intertwined. And I'm not going to break things down into, you know, an essay-style format because we as a people and as a society must come to realize that because things like emotion and communication are intrinsically intermeshed, essentially, with one another, we must learn how to make much better use of it and we must learn how to apply it in a more effective way towards, you know, everybody else in the world. Now... That might seem like an impossible thing to do, but the thing about that is that it isn't, especially nowadays. And so what I want people to understand is that we need to remain vigilant in the sense that we should not be pulling the wool over our eyes to what goes on on a much higher economic and social scale. Even right now, you know, you're probably focused on what you're going to eat for, you know, for dinner tonight or what you're only going to watch on Netflix later on. And that's all, you know, fine and well. But the problem with only thinking about those things is that it allows people with devious agendas and even just a little bit of power and connection to push their visions forward that much easier. Because these people that are doing that, they know you're not thinking about what's happening behind the scenes or, you know, above us. Because if we paid attention to the much more important things, it would shine a light on these people. Now, it, it can also be argued that for as much evil as going on in the world, there are also people pushing positive messages and agendas and, you know, visions. And that's very much true. But you have to ask yourself this, who would you rather be? Would you rather be the person who stands by and watches shit happen or the person or who helps contribute towards a more, you know, convenient and favorable life for you and, you know, the generations to follow? 
That's kind of like asking, would you rather be the guy getting mugged in the alleyway or the guy that comes running in trying to stop the mugger? And at the end of the day, there isn't exactly a wrong choice per se, but rather the choice that you make is the choice that's going to contribute to the future of what our society will look like. And that's why I encourage people to not become overly emotional when it comes to you know, activities and discussions surrounding the future of our society in politics and whatnot, because the second that emotion gets involved, we begin to distract ourselves from the people that are doing the real evil, because the real evil being done is never directly in front of us. It never was and never will be. If it were, then the person doing it wouldn't be that clever, and most of these devious people are pretty damn clever. And so it's important to realize this, and it's important for people to make a choice because ultimately, our lives are, are dependent on ourselves. And I mean that in every aspect of the word. Our lives are dependent on ourselves. So just as much as we can develop the greatest versions of ourselves and, you know, the greatest future of ourselves, we can also become our own number one enemy. Because nobody is better at destroying us than ourselves. I mean, that's evident in past and present and few examples. Like, I mean... We are our most dangerous enemy, and the fact that this is the case, is it's sad and unfortunate, but it can be argued that it's inevitable because of our intelligence and, you know, our thoughtful understanding of things as, as human beings, right? As conscious beings. But it's important to understand that in life, it's just a matter of making choices and understanding that we as a people are bound to choices that we can only define for ourselves, and the path that we choose will be the path that we end up going down for the rest of our lives. But we also must understand that if we let emotion get in our way, whether that's for a personal decision, whether that's for a political or socioeconomic decision, or whatever the case is, whether that's a short-term decision or a long-term decision, if emotion gets in the way, then we will become our own worst enemy.